Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. again and he's got it Gavin was closing in oh Gavin has scored Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not to three hello welcome to it's all cobblers to me the podcast for fans of Northampton town I'm Charles this is Danny hello and this is Chesie hey with no game at the weekend, we asked you for your questions and talking points for this week's show. And as usual, you lot didn't disappoint. But before we get to them, I've been looking at the League Two table, guys, and, and comparing it to the same table from a year ago. Um, so 12 months ago, Danny, mm-hmm. the Cobblers were second Ooh. in the league with 40 oh, really? points. Having played 21 games, okay? Okay. Uh, Whereas this year, of course, we're third, so one position lower. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have 39 points, one point less, and we've only played 20 games, so a game less than we played last year. And it got me thinking what that actually means or says about the Cobblers this time around, so a year later. Can we say that we've improved? Or or not? What 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 do you think, if anything, that says about us? I'd well, love to know it, your thoughts. It says consistency for one thing. We talked about yeah. it last week under under Brady. How good it's been, not only to to do it once to finish third in the league once. Oh, sorry, to finish fourth in the league once, and then to come and and be in the top three again. I think that's consistency um, at its height, and it does. It takes a lot to do that, especially to bounce back after last season's antics. Um, at Barrow and involving Bristol Rovers on the last day. We don't want to talk about that too much, but to bounce back from it mentally and, and to come again and, and to be at that standard again, it takes a lot. And I think it, it goes not unnoticed, but it goes a little bit because we're up there again, it just feels like normality almost. And it you actually sometimes forget how much of an effort it is to, to do that and to consistently put in these performances. It's 11 wins out of 20. It's not bad going at all. And for John Brady to come back and, and lead another squad to this, I think it's it's really impressive. Just think- got to finish the job this time, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't please. think any of us please. can stand dropping out again. And uh, yeah, it, it's just at that fine point again where you where it could still go either way. Um, but really, really positive signs, I think. From still, you know, compared to last year, I think we have improved as a club and as a as a squad. We've had a lot of injuries, a lot of things to deal with behind the scenes as well this season, which. Um, we need to mention um so yeah really really good i'm happy good i'm glad chesie do you feel the same 
Yeah, I think also as well, um, I think I've made my feelings quite clear about what happened last season, but I do weirdly think that it might be in the long term beneficial for us to have had more of a lead up as such going into League One, hopefully, if we can build. Because I think sometimes bouncing back straight away or, or for example, somebody like Brady, all of that happening too quickly can sometimes in the long term not be as effective because they can't quite sustain the level. And that's the thing we've struggled to do in, in previous years. And the thing that we need to do to kind of be the finished article in terms of lower league football team, which was where we think we should be really. But what we strive for is to be in League One, not in League Two. And I think to actually achieve that sustainably, this extra year in League Two might actually not do so much harm as we thought it would in a very in a very kind of backwards way it mm. gives us more time it gives him more time to settle into what league football's like it, it, it's one of those i often think whenever and i i kind of go back to sort of whenever i've played football manager before but sometimes <laughs> you you have that thing where you're sort of looking at the squad and and you say to yourself well we're building and i know when managers come out and say that Fans don't really like it, do they? Because obviously we want success. And I'm not saying that had we gone up last season, that A, it wouldn't have been deserved, and B, um, we shouldn't have taken it. But it almost feels like potentially it, it can take, and maybe it should take a little bit longer for you to actually get a team together that therefore will be able to compete the next level up. And I'm not... I know it doesn't necessarily work for everywhere and there isn't necessarily any proof of this, but I just kind of feel like we've done it an awful lot where we, we get promoted then the following season, there's a mass over, you know, turnover of playing staff and we're starting from scratch, but this time we're starting from scratch in a, in a league higher. So therefore we're, we're coming up against better opposition and we therefore find it, find it difficult. If you go back to the Ian Atkins late nineties, I, I don't think there was a massive turnover in terms of the squad. I think you still had at very least maybe a core six or seven players from that, you know, the, the Wembley win in 97 that went through. And then, of course, we just added a little bit of extra League One talent or Division Two talent, as it would have been back then, that saw us to get through to the playoff final again. Whereas ever since then, we've always struggled and we maybe go down to sort of like maybe three or four players that we've got left from the winning side. Because either, you know, players get offered bigger deals at bigger clubs that they're financially unable to turn down. Or for whatever reason, somebody comes in that then goes on to be an international manager and just decides that they don't want any of the players anymore. <laughs> it's one of those such weird situations. So I do wonder whether having that consistency where we've built on it and okay, yes, you could argue that we lost two of our best players at the end of last season in Roberts and uh, and Horsfall, but Roberts has definitely been replaced by Burge and I would say that we've got a fairly decent couple of centre-backs in to replace Horsfall in, in McGlaw when he's fit and, and sharing as well. So there is an argument for, I think, sort of saying, right, you know, take this extra year. You know, yeah, last year happened. We nearly got there. We failed at the final furlong. But that set us up nicely for this year to go and get success. And then hopefully that will set us up to go 
and, and do well and be stable in League One for at least the first season that we're in there? I think as well, contractually, we're in a much better position than we were exactly from what you're saying, but also as well in a very strange way, those young players that experienced that real difficulty at the end of last season, that changes you as a player. It changes you and your attitude towards things as a player. And if you can experience that at a young age and come out of the other side and are able to then succeed later on, you've got more chance of doing that afterwards than you have before, I think, because those players know, for example, we, I think we've got Bradford on the last home game, haven't we? Or I can't think that far ahead. If, if you've got, if you need to win that game and you know that if you don't win it, you don't go up, you can bet your bottom dollar that they only have to say the word Barrow for them to be thinking, right, we really need to do this. And that's the difference, isn't it? That's the cutting edge of whether you're going to go up or whether you're not going to go up because actually they know what happened last season, that those wounds are really raw and really fresh, even now for us as fans and for them, it must be painful and it's even better to come out the other side of that. Yeah, I think Keith Cole's team that went up were the prime example of this, weren't they? Like the, mm. the almost how we've snuck into seventh on points per game and, and gone up, and yeah, we deserve to win them playoffs. We put in two outstanding performances in them one-off games, but actually, long term, it hurt us a lot. I think because we haven't built anything, we haven't had that build-in time with that squad. And you look at the signings I've got them in front of me that Keith Cole made that summer to go up into League One for. <laughs> I mean, here we go. Oh, Let's have a look. Oh, Let's dear. have a look at this. Uh, Christopher Misselu. Uh, first one in the door uh, Joseph Mills didn't tear up many trees this might my love for him Fraser Horsfall obviously yep we'll, we'll take that one um, Jeffy hold on to your hat for this one for uh, Kian Bolger <laughs> wonderful of course wonderful player Ricky Colboa started out okay but not not great Benny Ashley Seal uh, again just gone into nowhere uh, then we've got Jonathan Mitchell on loan Luca Rakic on loan Joe Nuttall into the end of the season, <laughs> just that's the squad we were heading into League One with, and that's a, that's the example of just like clutching at whatever we can get because I think the perception of us as a club was of one who got a little bit lucky going into that league, and very underprepared as well. When when you compare, yeah, yeah, and when you get compare us to the teams at the top of League Two that seasons, maybe team maybe players were choosing them instead of us because mm. of that perception. And I think what what we've built up now is that perception of a team that are really punching at a level where we're, we're more ambitious. We've got players joining us on loan that have seen what John Brady's done in the past, especially for some reason, centre-backs. We seem to be just getting a run of centre-backs and potentially goalkeepers as well who, who see us as a club to come to on loan, who are they going to choose over other teams in the division that we're now seen as a club, a, a completely different prospect if we go up this season as we, than we were back then because we've got that building and we've got that that kind of standard about us and yeah it, 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 I just can't think of that at the minute I still can't get to we're probably going to get to about 30 games until I start thinking actually yeah this is promotion race style now because it feels very much like we've just been yeah plowing through but we're not I'm not quite ready to say it yet to say we're starting to 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 do it but there's there's promising signs and the squad there this season is so I, I think it's better than last season at this point yeah so I, I signs yeah, I, I put this up, this thought up on Twitter on uh, Sunday and a few, you know, replies to it. 
Um, Ryan Eldred said that he believes that we're much strong that it's we're in a much stronger league this season, in his opinion. Um, Stephen Garforth said that um, he thinks the next three weeks are pretty tough. We're playing seventh, fifth, fourth, first, and then ninth. Yeah, savage, isn't it? I looked at that <laughs> yeah. this morning and thought that is not luck at all. No, I mean he does say that we play our best. His thought is that we play our best football against the top teams. So a good points total from these games could be key for us. And I, I, I actually agree with that. When I read that, They're I thought to myself, pointers. he's right. Every oh. Danny's, Danny's just lit up there. <laughs> yeah, we do uh, like them, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, though, isn't it? You sort of you go into those games knowing that essentially it's a little bit like a group stage at a World Cup or a, an international tournament because you don't you don't want to lose those games because you know that will see any gaps that there already are. Uh, above you become bigger so you don't want to lose ground on anyone like for example Stevenage and Leighton Orient but at the same time if you can win those games you're going to close the gap or create bigger ones against the ones that are down below you so they're, they're real must not lose games and I guess maybe we just kind of come out a little bit better in terms of those because of the because of the feeling around it, I, I I don't know. It seems like it is a very cobbler's thing to do over the, the last few years where we've played better against the teams that are higher up the division, whether that's because the teams tend to sort of be a bit more, no, we're going to play our game and not worry so much about you. Whereas the, I don't not necessarily lesser teams, but the ones that are lower down the league table, they'll come to say Sixfields or, or when we're playing them wherever it is, their first thought is how do we nullify the cobblers and you know make it a bit of a you know a fight for us and we can't get into the flow. Whereas I can imagine a team like Leighton Orient, especially at the moment, being like, Well, we've got nothing to fear here. We're however many points it is clear now at the top. Um why not just go and take the game to them? That might actually then play into our hands because it allows us to play the game that we want to play. Yeah, yeah I, I agree totally with agree that. With yeah. that. Yeah. You, but I th- I th- I'm looking at the fixtures now in front of us. I think if we're still in the top three at the end of January, I think we're going to stand a massive chance because it's Carlisle, Mansfield, Swindon, then Orient at home, then we've got Salford and Stockport away and never easy places to go to at all. And then... Mansfield and Barrow again, rounding off the month. Um, if if we are to come out of that, still in the top three, still in with a shout of sort of catching second. I don't think we're catching Orient now, if I'm honest. But if we if we're there and thereabouts, I think we've we've got a massive massive chance of of getting up there. Come on, absolutely. And, and like, like it doesn't daunt me. I don't think at all. It's like you mm. say, we we do seem to just raise our game, raise our game. So when we come up against Rise. these teams. It's, it's the home games that worry me more than the away games. Ironically. Yeah, I, I, th- I think with the form that we've been in where we still haven't won since September at Sixfields, there, there is a bit of a nagging doubt, isn't there, in the back mm. of the mind about that that just sort of goes... Ugh. We've played four teams, <laughs> That's exactly though. the noise that it makes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have yeah. played poor teams. Not poor, No, sorry, that's disrespectful. I don't mean that. But we've played teams that, that don't play a lot of football. And exactly what you've just said is yeah, that right. we, poor don't, teams. we don't take the game to them. We don't <laughs> take the game to them. Whereas if they're going to come and play football, we'll just play mm. it back. And then it becomes fun. 
and whoever yes. wins, then great kind of thing. But it's enjoyable, you know, it's enjoyable for everybody. We, what we've got to do is just come away with as many points as we can, like you said, but also as well, like, to come away without confidence being absolutely destroyed because mm. that was the problem in, in a few of them seasons gone by when we've had terrible Christmas runs and we've just shot to pieces afterwards. Well, actually, this was one of the other um, points that I kind of thought of in regards to, so uh, we had another... Um, response on twitter from uh it's michael i'm gonna go with eames so i apologize uh michael if i've said that wrong but he said i don't think um that we're gonna go on and get promotion and finish in the top three this season because we have one bad performance and then we go on a bad run of five games now I kind of get where he's coming from because we had that little spell, didn't we, where we, you know, we had lots of draws. I don't think we necessarily, we we maybe lost two in a run of seven or something like that, but we had mostly draws rather than wins. And it felt like they were losses when in reality, because of the teams, I think like, you know, you were saying, Chesy, because of the teams that we were playing, so Sutton, Newport, um, you're sort of expecting that we should be able to win those. Losing to Walsall, losing to Salford. Salford maybe not, you know, I mean, it was the first time that they'd ever beaten us, of course, but it felt like it was a bad run. But I don't necessarily think that, um, you know, we do... Uh, I, John Brady does this, doesn't he, where he turns around and he goes, oh, people say that we're on a bad run of games. Well, actually, we've taken this amount of points from this amount of games. We've played the likes of Leighton Orient and got a draw with 10 men. Um, we went away to Stevenage and won 3-2 and all this, that and the other happened in that. Which, by the way, that feels like it happened absolutely ages ago. And yet it's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games ago. It's also <laughs> about the fact that we seem to have on the surface, there's, I think there's three elements to the first bit of our season that we, like Danny kind of skipped over earlier, that we've got to kind of consider. We had covid which decimated our squad for weeks. We've had terrible luck with injuries and we've had what I would class as our blip of the season when we had that terrible run and we just couldn't get out of it. The teams above and around us haven't had that yet, particularly Orient. And, you know, I think they're, they're going great guns and they may well go and walk it and fair play to them if they do. But... Those teams haven't had those big blips. Now, also, we're not counting on the fact that they will have injury crises and COVID as well. That's not a given, but teams always have a blip. I think we're through the worst of ours. Now, that could really backfire massively, <laughs> but I do think we're through the worst of of what we're going to experience. And also the injury crisis we had at the beginning in particular, I think we can only now build on the fact that we've got players coming back to full fitness and that is going to help. We haven't had that all season, really. Mm. I think I I was quite surprised looking at these two league tables side by side. One of the things that I, I think I remember incorrectly from last season, maybe, was that we all said that When I say we, I don't mean the three of us necessarily. I think I mean League Two fans in general. Forest Forest Green ran away with it, didn't they, last season? And then kind of stumbled like an injured (laughs) animal at the end. Yeah, that that, that was it. And And yet at this point last year, we were only four points behind. And you think, you know, whereas now, of course, Leighton Orient 
uh, 11 points clear of us. I mean, exactly. granted, they've played a game more than us, but... Oh, was it 12? 12, 12, yeah. Yeah, I can't do maths. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, looking at that and you go, no, that's actually running away with it. Because that's um, a bigger gap than Forest Green had on us when we were in second. The gap between Orient and Stevenage is seven points. And they've played the same amount of games. That that therefore yeah, maybe lends itself to this thing of being maybe it is a tougher league this season. Of course it uh, is. At the top end of it. Of course it is. You Forest Green wouldn't run away with a decent league. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love them and I all think... they stand for, but in in terms of football, well. My fear is getting dragged in. Strong, My fear is getting dragged into what's what's below us. Yeah. Because yeah. At the moment, I think we're sitting there nicely above the line. It's it's all looking okay. I think if we beat Carlisle, then we we that'll be massive because it, it gives us even it, even yeah. more of a gap between us and the and the rest of them. But what you get when you go down there, you get Swindon, Mansfield, you get the Barrows, Carlisles, Bradfords, who are all up and down themselves. And I think we've been, we've given ourselves a bit of a platform now. Whereas we, if we lose a game, it's not a, an absolute disaster. Whereas you lose, a, you get dragged in and you lose again, and you, it's it's becomes such a lottery in terms of who's getting in there and who's not. And January is quite big again in terms of, no, like, I don't. In terms of holding on to our loans, we might come on to Josh Harrop a bit later on into what that means. But in terms we've of holding got- on to what we've got and not letting them go back, if like, let, let, and getting Josh Eppier fit, like they get such a thin lines of what can happen if we can strengthen in one or two positions where other teams are still scrambling around a little yeah. bit. That that's going to be massive. So it, it all could depend on on the on and off the pitch in January and where we are in a month's time. It's going to be really really good to see, big to see. Absolutely, I, I do think that. I mean, you look at the league table at the moment, and one thing that is a massive massive positive is that we've only lost three games this season you know that means we can still win we can still lose 12 according to Keith <laughs> Curl and, and go up so how, old, how many Hartlepool lost them? they've lost Hartlepool. 18 so they're, and they're not going up sorry Keith not yeah going up. sorry Keith you're done not this, you're not done, this I'm year I'm afraid mate <laughs> um, but I mean you look at it and you do you know uh, it, maybe it is a more difficult league this season um, Barrow who were flying at the start remember they've lost nine games now and are still in sixth um I, I think that, you know, it's one of those where I look at it and go, you know, Leighton Orient have played one game more than us. They've lost one game less than we do. They've only lost twice. Their big thing has been the fact that they've they've basically won 16 of their 21 games, you know. And they're, winning the, they're winning the games like that we're drawing and losing. Like the, yeah. the Sutton's, Sutton's a prime example at the weekend. A game where they've had to wait and wait, be patient and pick their moments and find scrap out a win against Sutton whereas we got held to a draw we got pegged back didn't we I think 2-2 it's them kind of results that are different at the minute but you know Absolutely. honestly I'm not I'd love to get the title again but finish third give me third now all day yeah the, the priority is going up yeah. I couldn't care less how we do it frankly no. it's just the idea of, of, of going up and actually getting the job done particularly mm-hmm. as well if you look at the teams if you've got I, I think Swindon Mansfield and Bradford are going to be in, within the playoffs if I'm honest, I, it could well be us in there with them. I don't want it to be, but it could be. And I, I, I think, think Carlisle are strong. I think we're going to find. Out I think Carlisle are strong as well. I, I yeah. think we're going to find out on Tuesday. That's a really tough, tough team. I think strong. with them as well, they no matter where they go, they travel well, yeah. and that's a big thing, isn't it? 
considering where they are in the country. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Anyway, let's move on. Obviously, there was a bit of news, um, despite there being no game over the weekend. Uh, we've signed a, We've signed someone. Yeah, where, did that, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Well, Josh Preston, Andrew Harrop <laughs> oh. came from Preston. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's not the greatest uh, of middle names. I'll, no, I'll he needs honest. to work on that. What's his middle name? Andrew, it's, it's, well, it's got fairly... better than mine. Oh, do we know? I don't what that have is? one. I oh, don't right. have oh, one. I was saying, okay, fair enough. Yeah, isn't Jeffy your middle um, name? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just need to pay I the 12 could. pounds to change it. On you could do it on Depot, yeah, get it done. Absolutely, um, yeah. So, um, just to give you a little bit of information on uh, uh, young Joshua. Um, he was born in, sorry, Danny, me and you are going to cry now. He was born in <laughs> 1995. Oh, good God. Uh, he does not, not remember then. Gaza flying across, trying to put the ball and missing in the back of the gym. He was Net. born after the start of the Premier League. This is... He was born after the start of the Premier League. Crikey. Uh, he was born in Stockport. Um, he came through the Manchester United Academy uh, at 2012 to 2016. He played one game. For Man mm. United's first team, scoring yeah. once. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, he then went on to um, play for Preston North End, which is where he spent basically all of his career to date, um, apart from a couple of loan spells he's had. In 21, uh, he was at Ipswich, played 14 games, and at Fleetwood um, earlier this year, um, he played five games uh, on loan for them. And then earlier, and I think this was on transfer deadline day, um, he tore up his contract at Preston. John, he went, I don't up. want that anymore. No. ta See you later. On deadline day, just ripped it up. Just ripped it up. And, uh, <laughs> does and does that mean it's not void if you rip it up? Or do you have to... I'm assuming you have I to do something else. I think you probably have to sign something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The irony. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a great prank to do on one of your players if you don't like them, wouldn't it? Just rip up the contract to throw it in. Ah, you've got to go now. You're done. See you later. Yeah. Get out. Um, yeah, he, he's been dogged by injury, I think. Um, yeah. He basically suffered an anterior cruciate, cruciate ligament injury, which is incredibly painful. Um, and he, I don't think he's really, truly recovered uh, from that. And, and that was back in 2018. So um, hopefully we can... You know, nurture. Nurture it. Thank you, Jeffy. Yeah, nurture him and, and get him back to... Well, I, I would hope that he's back at full fitness, I'll be honest. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I mean, it's don't get wrong. It's worth a shot, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, when I first saw the name, I was like, oh, this sounds good. I've heard Yeah, I actually him. knew who he was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always good. Um, and then I was just like, then I looked into it and I thought, oh, he's been injured. That's why he's not been playing. That's why he's not, you know, done what he probably, like, reached his potential oh no, have we got another Epier on our hands where we're going to not see him for months because we're waiting for him to get fit. But hopefully, he's been training with us for however long. Hopefully, the reason why he's earned that contract is that he's proved his fitness. Yeah. Yeah, good, um, good position as well. Job. It's a position we probably need a little bit of backup in as well, just in case the likes of Bowie do number go. 10. Yeah, number ten, number ten, and he's got quality, hasn't he? Like I've seen him play for Preston before. He has got quality. It's just that injury doubt in it that you that sneaks in. But it seems like a win-win. End of the season. It's no long-term commitment. It's it was it is the end of the season, isn't it? It was short-term contract. It's a so. short-term contract. Yeah, all we know is it's a short. Yeah. That could mean just to the end of January. Could mean till this week. It could be. Well, that would, I would. I would say that would be extremely short-term. It would be. Mm-hmm. 
Emergency. <laughs> yeah, that would be emergency mode. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's probably like it's at least until the end of January, I'd suggest, and then it's probably more than likely it's the end of the season. But obviously, we don't know that. Um, but um, I think it's a, I think it's a really good signing. The one thing that I did find interesting was how immediately. Um, the club came out, or John Brady came out and said, this has nothing to do with the likes of a potential <laughs> recall for either Bowie or Leonard. And he even said that he sees um, Harrett playing further up the pitch than Ooh, Mark Leonard does. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Further this isn't Leonard, anything yeah. to do with uh, you know Mark Leonard being recalled, potentially. Um, which, is, which is good. I mean, I, I, the fact that he had to come out and say that, Considering they play in different positions, bit weird. Yeah, but... it's more it's more Bowie that you'd worry about, I think, position wise. Yeah, maybe. Rather than, rather I, I, but Bowie's more of a striker at the moment, isn't he? He's been yeah, playing the. He's playing to that number ten, and he gets mm. kind of that second striker type role, doesn't he? So that's the one I'd worry a little bit more about. But let's hope it's just competition because that'd be great competition. Yeah. I love I a bit of competition. That... I mean, we've got Epia coming back as well. Yeah, it's... I mean. It w- We've heard, haven't we, from Kelvin Thomas, I think last week came out and said that this this January that we're in a better position, I think were his words, to sort of say that rather than having to go out and get sort of four, five, six players in January to bolster the team, we're only going out for maybe two or three. Um, I don't know whether that includes Harrop. I would imagine it doesn't. I think Harrop might be one of those that is just a bit of an extra has come along and we've just gone, okay. Let's take a little bit of a, a gamble on him. Um, I can't see him being on much money in terms of he certainly won't be one of the high earners because of the fact that he's on a short-term contract and has got to prove himself. He's basically starting his career again, isn't he? Yeah. So that's, that, I wouldn't that's see good that enough. affecting the wage budget too much. No, the fact that he's got to earn his contract as well, essentially, that's a good sign, right? Whether it's with us or with mm-hmm. someone else, you hopefully going to get Matt means you're going to get the best of him for a few weeks. And hopefully we've got an option there to say if you if you do sort of pass the eye tests, so to speak, you, we get first option, first dibs. Going to Spectrovers or somewhere? Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. First dibs. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about it, though. It'll be good mm-hmm. to see where, I say where he plays, we know he'll play in, in which role, but in terms of, well, who comes out to fit him in? How does that change the, you know, the, the team dynamic that we see lining up? I, ima- I imagine that he'd start off on the bench and coming on, wouldn't he? I can't yeah. see him displacing anyone at the moment. No, I don't think so. But you yeah. never know. He could. He could be like Lionel Messi. <laughs> he could be. You're right. He could be. I'd love that to be the case, but I don't think it will be. <laughs> Unfortunately, but no. Um, really positive. I'm really liking that. I'm also. I am liking the thought that you know January is just around the corner now. There are no main. Like I, I don't feel like there's any main concerns. I know that people are worried about Leonard or, or Bowie getting recalled. But I, I don't know if I really am that worried. I, I'd be I worried if Leonard's they did. I'd be, yeah, I'd be upset if they did. But I can't see it actually happening. I feel like he's taken Leonard out of the firing line a little bit last few games as mm. well, hasn't he? Yeah, I feel like he's he's trying to get him through January, so no one's no one's paying any attention to him. Um, <laughs> new, it's a new, there's a new manager at Brighton, right? As well, Vista, yeah. there is, yeah. yeah so, mm-hmm. but nah, I'd, I think I'd probably say we'll we'll be okay, but you never really know, do you? He only takes a couple of injuries to players to 
mean that they're going to go and fill the benches and things like that. But um, I feel like Brighton are the type of club that can cope with that kind of thing. I think Fulham are probably the similar sort of level at the minute that they're they're not going to they're not suddenly going to be dependent on someone who's on loan to a league club two club. You wouldn't have thought the only the only thing you would say is if they're doing so well that they you, you get your Tete situation where they, we, they want them to play higher. That's that's the only way. I don't think it's going to be a recall. It'll be more of a recall to loan back out to League One. That's what you're, you're worried about, isn't it? Yeah, that is the, so, the key to stay it. Stay away. Get your mitts off them. Can I um, interest you in a discussion about once? You, would you think that maybe there might be interest in a certain Samuel Tobias Hoskins yeah, in January? Yeah, sh- be quiet, Charles. No, no I don't. Get off! Get out! Get out! I, look, I don't. I, w- I don't think he'd ever leave. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> I reckon he'll just become part of the furniture in sixty years. He, he is. He's the modern day Samo. He is. He is. Ironically, the name Sammy <laughs> yes. and Samo, yeah, or yeah, Samo yeah. and Sammy. I can see him. I can see him staying forevermore. Yeah. Um, potentially having a stint as manager where he gets unfairly <laughs> sacked because uh, the fans just well not the fans yeah, it was the chairman wasn't it but yeah because oh, we then, drew a few games in a row he'll go away he'll go away to somewhere small like you know Corby and, and have like a month or two deciding that he doesn't actually want to be a manager he'd rather go and spend some time with uh, the youth academy somewhere and he comes back wouldn't it be amazing um, anyway before we go and uh, get some uh, post-bag entries. Um, let me remind you of our Christmas fundraiser. Uh, we are, of course, raising money for the NTFC Community Trust this year, who have done so much good over the last, well, for ages and over, ages and ages and ages, years and years. But obviously, it's been really prevalent what the good has been that they've been doing over the last, um, well, year or so. Because, you know, we've obviously had all the the awards that have been given out in recent years, winning the Planet League, um, winning the the massive European award that I still can't remember the the actual anagram for, whatever that word I'm looking for is. Um, uh, You know, they've done a tremendous amount of good work in the community and we wanted to basically give something back and help raise a bit of money for them. So we've got uh, our very first um, A4 print uh, available on our shop at cobblerstome.com forward slash shop. Uh, it costs £10 and it's brilliant. Honestly, it's amazing. Designed with help from our friends at RLS Print and Design. It is a fantastic sort of bird's eye view of John Joe O'Toole's amazing goal that was scored from a free kick at Luton in 2015. It's a wonderful print and they are flying off the shelves. There are a limited amount left and you can go and get yours from either visiting cobblerstome.com forward slash shop. Go do that now while you're listening. Why not? Uh, Or you could pop into Cafe Track on the Market Square. They've got a selection there for you to go and uh, buy in person. They cost £10, of which that whole £10 goes to the Community Trust. If you buy on our website, you just need to pay a little bit extra for the postage. It's basically £1.50 if you're inside the UK not much at all so please help us to raise money for the community trust uh, this Christmas Um, thank you very much for that short announcement and for all of your support um, with the podcast over the last year Um, let's go and uh, find out what you've been sending in to our post bag It's time to read your letters out 
but things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant, or just some fun, at podcast at cobblers2me.com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Get them in indeed. Thank you very much, Malcolm. It's uh, always lovely to hear that man's singing voice. Um, Lots have come in to the postbag, so let's start straight off. Uh, I've got a good one here. It's from Sean Cunningham. Really like this one, Sean. Um, He just simply says, Lee Harper, Liam Roberts, Lee Burge. Start one, bench one, drop one. Oh. It's like Snog Marry Avoid, isn't it? It is like Snog Marry Avoid. Or... Is it a cobbler's rendition of Vindaloo? <laughs> <laughs> Jeffy said it's easy. Go on, Jeffy. It's really easy. Go on, then. Uh, start. Uh, Burge. Okay, right. Bench, Harper, drop, Roberts. <gasps> really? Yeah. I thought about it because I saw this comment earlier in the old post bag and I had a real think about it and I thought about it for 10 seconds and decided that's what I would do. Genuinely, okay. and I thought I thought about all of the things that I needed to consider. Mm. One being that I needed to refresh my memory because Lee Arpel was a long old time ago. But I do think Burgess. <laughs> he won't appreciate shot- you saying that. <laughs> stopping, sorry, Lee. <laughs> the shot stopping is something. It's like a thing of beauty, um, and I just can't see much beating Burge. And with Harper, he was fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. But I think Burge is a better shot stopper. And I don't think Roberts is anywhere near either of them on their day. Mm, And I thought Roberts was fantastic, by the way. Um, But I think Burge is is a lot better. And that's that's really difficult to do because Roberts was fantastic. So just remind us of your your choice again there, Jeffy. Burge to start. Yeah. Uh, Harper to bench, Roberts to drop. Okay. Danny, different, same? Slightly different. I'm going, I've gone longevity wise for Harper to start mm-hmm. just because I've got a lot more memories of him, um, saving that four lamp penalty being one. Uh, oh, God, that was amazing, wasn't vintage. it? Vintage. Um, and also, I'm a bit scared of him, so I don't want to drop him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel well, like Lee Burge would give you. A, I feel yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 I need my doors. Him. He did it at Scunthorpe. It was. Uh, he knew what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. But I'm starting Harper. Um, I'm going to bench Burge, and uh, Robert sadly is is dropped. Ooh. I think. Um, yeah, the memories of Lee Harper are strong, and I think okay. Lee, Lee Burge is on the way. But I'm not sure he's going to get that much longevity if he keeps on going the way he is. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The, the form is in. So yeah, Harper, Burge, Roberts. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same, I'll be honest. Um, for pretty much the same reasons. Um, Robbo gets dropped purely on the basis that he's, you know, one one and done season-wise. One and done. One and See done. you later. Yeah. I've now got a massively big contract at Middlesbrough. Thanks very much. See you later. <laughs> you don't even get anything for it. Ta-ra. Um, that's what causes me to drop him completely uh harper first on the basis of uh, you know he was he was the cobbler's goalkeeper for so long really wasn't he He was a good four seasons or so maybe even five mm-hmm. um, it was a long time it, it was, was it was a lot of it, my childhood years yeah 
He was he was in a run of decent keepers, wasn't he? He no, was. But, but, um, and of course, and don't forget, he still holds the record for clean number of clean sheets in the season, he does. doesn't he? Or he you does, know, yeah. so that's why I, I would go with him uh, above the other two. Um, Burge has been fantastic. I, I I can't not have him, you know, on the bench to come on if needed. I don't know. I get this feeling that Robbo might sulk if we put him on the bench. <laughs> so therefore, just keep him away from the squad altogether and keep that, uh, you know, happiness around everybody. Did, um, Smith, so mine. did Smith get Harper's clean sheet record in 20... No. No? Don't think so. Did, 20... did he equal it, maybe? Did we equal it, possibly? Yeah, I think we equaled it. I think maybe. every record... We we I I can't remember, but I have a feeling it was either really close or we equaled it. Okay, fair enough. If I've got that wrong, then I'll hold my hands up. And, no, it's and, not and that. It's that just that it's interesting because compare we we're comparing three really good goalkeepers, but Smith is not in there. If that makes sense. And yeah, you're right. It is a bit weird, isn't it? Because he's just not mentioned. But I th- <sighs> I think that that is down to the fact that of what happened afterwards, and a yeah, lot of people squib. will say that after. <sighs> looking back on it that maybe that 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 season was more about what was ahead of Adam Smith than Adam Smith himself I'm not saying he was a bad keeper at all for us in that season but his confidence was absolutely shattered a year later and yeah. he never recovered from it and I just sort of you know is he still at Yeovil now I mean he's become a bit of a journeyman yeah. hasn't he in the the lower end sort of league two conference sort of level Mm. Um, where he's never cemented himself as as a number one again for any decent amount of time. So I think that's probably why he doesn't. And there's also been the issue of the fact that there have been two fantastic keepers in the last two seasons. Um, I've got the answer, Charles, by the way. Oh, go on. Yes, Uh, please. Most clean sheets in the season, 25. uh, 23 in the league, 25 altogether. For Lee Harper and another goalkeeper. Is it Liam Roberts? It's not Liam Roberts. Oh, okay. Is it Adam Smith then? It's not Adam Smith. Oh, oh, okay. Kimbrook. Not Kimbrook. Kimbrook. Kimbrook, Kimbrook, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Peter Gleisher. Not Peter Gleisher. He didn't play in gold, did he? Did he? No. Oh, he did. (laughs) Did he? Yes, he did, didn't he? I don't know. It's before my time, Jeff. I just can't remember him anyway. Yeah. Uh, Mark Bunn. Ah, Bunny. Yes. Uh, Peter Gleeson was fantastic too. Yeah. 25. Yeah. Um, I was looking through that 2015-16 squad as well. I think it's because what happened at the other end, it gets mm. lost a little bit, doesn't it? But we didn't keep that many clean sheets. I think it looks like about 11 or 12 clean sheets in the league. Oh, no. Our, so, our Wilder's team talks were just score more score than Score more them. than others, yeah. <laughs> that was literally Proper what Keegan. Wilder did. Proper yeah. Keegan. I loved Love that it. as well. Okay. Um, next one. Um, this is from... Uh, this is from uh, Yeston. Yeston. I can never say Yeston's name. It's Yeston. It's Yeston. <laughs> this is from Yeston Pocock, everybody. Um, he says, um, Santa has just come down the chimney, guys, and Ooh. his present to you is one player in January. Ooh. Who are you picking? Ooh. Realistically, I'm assuming this is. Well, I yes. I mean, I will say that I'll caveat it with, uh, you know, it depends what, what they're going to do for me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I'm looking at it. I get I get one pre- I get one player in my in my yeah. you know under my tree at Christmas. Well, yeah. who would that be? I, oh, I, I Jordan Turnbull for me. It would have to be. Got to be. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd get him right under my tree. 
Is that what you're picking as your player? If, it, if if we're talking about just just who do I want in my house on Christmas Day <laughs> to unwrap, then yes, it's Jordan Turnbull. If, however, what is actually meant by this question is who who we would sign for the Cobblers. Uh, I've got no idea. I, in fact, I say I've got no idea. I would actually go, I'd go Elliot Nevitt, Tranmere Rovers striker. Mm. I'm going to go choice. Paul Smith of Leighton Orient. Oh, yeah. He's an enjoyable player. Mm. Jeffy? Well, I'm going rogue. Oh, and Johnny I actually rogue. feel I feel quite unwell that I'm actually saying Uh-oh. this out loud. Oh no! Oh, no. Is it Danny but Rose? The two, no, the two. I'm looking at League One top scorers, right? <laughs> oh, it's right. kind of vicious. I know, and the vicious. two top ones, I can't bring myself to, <laughs> to even think about. So Clark Harris is obviously for Borough and has scored twelve, and Collins for for, for Rovers. Has scored eleven, oh, which Collins. so I can't bear my I can't go rogue enough to say them because I just it just makes me want to just curl up in a ball and cry. Okay. So I don't want either of those teams. However, some of the Exeter players you got Brown who's on nine goals, so, uh, like a clinical goal scorer would basically I think give us almost guaranteed promotion at this point, and I think it would have to be somebody like that. Okay. And I'm not saying that's because he's, you know, going to set the world light, but somebody who can score lots of goals alongside Sam, because I think that's what we're missing. We're quite reliant on finding a goal out of nowhere, and we're not very good at that. <laughs> so, you know, someone that can just, someone like Rico was back in the day that can just score out of nowhere. Okay. Is effectively what I'm saying. Do we think we go. would, um, like, if someone, if, like, do we put a cheeky bid in, do you think, for anyone? Like a realistic I mean, lead, like one of the lead two top scorers. Like do we like a Josh Gordon, for example, like Barrow, do we do you think we would? Just like stick stick I mean, if, to if, test if Josh Gordon had to pick between here and Barrow, I say here, <laughs> I'm in Somerset, not here. But um yeah. if Northampton and Barrow, I'd hope that he'd pick he wouldn't pick Barrow over us. Well, I mean it, ooh, I, I don't know. Would we? That's the that's the question. would we? I'd like to say yes, I think we would. But it, it, I find it really difficult with John Brady, and I think this is a good thing. But I find with John Brady that you don't quite ever know what he's necessarily thinking. We hear rumours, like last year, this time last year, the rumour was Danny Hilton, right? And it never actually came off. And we know, we now know why that was, that Luton wanted to keep him because they had a spate of injuries. Um, but I, I kind of look at it and go, that was fairly left field I felt at the time I was like really Danny Hilton come come here that'd be you know we were all quite excited weren't we um I don't know whether he'd want a Josh Gordon I mean imagine right if you know if if you were actually going to say one player that you really want from league two to be signed it could be absolutely anyone I think most people would have would probably say Andy Cook wouldn't they for exactly the reasons that Jeffy was looking at League yeah, One yeah, yeah. top scorers. You, you know exactly he's going he's to hit the back of the net. What well, you no, hope like, is. reliable. This is yeah. the first season he's really <laughs> We don't it. break him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andy Cook's I, been I, doing I, it for years, though, hasn't he? Not like this, though, has he? Yeah, he has. Has he? Okay, yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I just sort of look at it and go, I never know really what Brady is thinking. And I think that is down to partly because of his, um, you know, sort of. Sh- 
what do they call it? Find a diamond, a rough diamond and polish diamond it. Diamond in the rough, yeah. yeah. Weirdly, Adebayorak in Fenwa was a bit like that for us because he had pre- a proven track record, but he'd been dumped by so many clubs, hadn't he? And he came to us and fell in love with the place, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. Okay, brilliant. Um, Ash Cobb, this is, a, this is a good one. What are your most memorable Boxing Day games and why? Ooh. Ash says, I have to say, I can't remember a single game standing out, although he did then come back with one a little bit later on. Uh, I won't tell you it in case it becomes one of yours. Um, but he says, there must have been a few iconic ones over the years. Uh, have you got a favourite mm. Boxing Day game, Jeffy? I do. <clears throat> I've actually got the actual details up on the uh, old Good. 11 by B11 site. Um, a bit, a bit because, of research always helps, yeah. Yeah, no, because I thought <laughs> yeah. I need to find out a bit more about this because... It doesn't take a math magician to work out how long it took me math to see magician. the actually, <laughs> actually, win, <laughs> actually win a game. Oh, but if if I said to you that my first cobbler's game was the Grimsby loss at Wembley, and then if I said to you that the first time I saw the Northampton Town win was against Mansfield on Boxing Day in 2005, tells you just how much pain I had to experience to get to that point. Yes, so yeah. mine is that. And the reason is, one, because we won, but two, because I was so ill. Um, we'd, got, we'd gone up to Northampton, come up to Northampton on, uh, like I think it was Christmas Eve or something, and we'd stayed at relatives, and I was so ill. And I dragged myself out of bed, and I was like, I've got to go and watch football. And I must have been really ill, because Sean, who doesn't do sympathy or illness, bought me a hat to keep me warmer because I was so ill. But then we won, so we was forgotten, and it was great. So that was that was uh, my favourite Boxing Day game, because it was the first time I saw him win. Brilliant. So that's mine, in a nutshell. Danny, go nice. on. Yeah, it's hard to remember. I, I remember going away to Luton one Boxing Day when we'd just gone up to Division One, League One, what it, you know, Division Two as it was then. Um, never a good time to go to Luton, but I think it was one of my first proper away days. So we went away, went over that, obviously over the houses. That's quite fun when you're a little bit younger to to experience this. We've gone two 0 up. Um, just got it in front of me now as well because I wanted to remember it. Jason Dazell penalty. Oh, eight minutes. Uh, Jason White made. I know oh, it wasn't Jason. It was Alan White, an own goal. Sorry for Luton. <laughs> they made it two, and then but then they've come back late on. So I almost kind of see that as a ground in for me as a Cobblers fan. It's like we were flying pretty high in the league at that point. We were in a little bit of a dodgy patch, but um, I hadn't been to many away games. So Luton was one of my first, and it, it just always sticks out in my mind that the whole experience of Kenilworth Road <laughs> as a youngster and uh, experiencing that away day is the first time. It, yeah disappointed to to lose it but i think we went and beat walsall 3-2 a few days later so it uh, softened the blow a little bit so that was uh, that was when when are we going back that was 97 that? so just after oh we God. won at wembley <laughs> yeah. um yeah and uh yeah so it was it was division 2 league 1 mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah it's a fun time I like that um I'm I'm a bit like Ash with this in that I I don't necessarily really remember any none, none stick out that I was necessarily there at. I must have been at a fair few being a season ticket holder. Must, it must have been at must have, you know, must have been at a few of them, but I, I just don't really remember. The one at Oxford. That was that was, that was boxing. Day, wasn't it? That was away that was though, day. wasn't that it? Was and I brilliant. wasn't there. Yeah, that, that was, was that was brilliant. the one nil win with the Rico penalty. With Rico, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the end, yeah. 
Yeah. That was fun. Which obviously does, you know, it would stand out in terms of the, look at the result and, you know, everything like that. But um, I wasn't there. So it, it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't jump out at me. But mm. that was the game that Ash actually came back and said. Oh, I remember this one, actually, um, which is which is interesting. Mm. I I just think, you know, Boxing Day games are always a bit strange because it's it's Christmas. And you're just a bit like that going, oh, yeah, it's Christmas. This is, it's great that there's football. Yeah. Um, this year, oh, why has it got to be away at Mansfield on Boxing yeah, Day? No. Just I just remembered another one as I've been flicking oh. through. Crystal Rovers away at Boxing Day 2003. Uh, I just remember it because it's it's that era of me being at uni, but but it's obviously home for the Christmas holidays, go to an away game. Bristol Rovers took the lead. We come back. I don't know if you were there, Charles, or not. Um, Asamoah. And Richard yeah, Walker. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Yes, uh, Asamoah yes, scored to equalise. Then Richard Walker scored really late on. That was a cracking away day. I enjoyed that. And I just remember it yeah. being, it's just freezing. It's I think it was raining as well. But uh, it was just when, um, what's his face, would have taken over, wouldn't it? Was just when Calderwood, Calderwood oh, oh, yeah, taken sorry. over. Calderwood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few weeks earlier. So, yeah, good times. Fabulous Fennec. Why, why did I say Fennec? You never want to. Fabulous anything. Fennec. Fabulous Fennec. Jeez. Anyway, I'm trying to get hold of him. I'm trying to get hold of Terry Fennec because it's 20 years um, coming up <sighs> since Amazing. that um, get him on the incredible spell in charge. He's not responded to any of my messages yet. Like, um, probably not surprisingly, but we'll, we might do a pod <laughs> uh, on it at some point. That'd be interesting. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, right. That, that's it. Thank you very much for all of your um, you know, correspondence, whether it was on Twitter uh, or into our email, podcast.cobblestome.com. If you would like to send us anything or search us out on Twitter, if it still exists next week, um, at Cobblers to Me. Um, thank you, Danny. Thank you, Chesie. It's been thank a pleasure. You're welcome. If Could you we... are listening to this, oh, Sorry. go on, Danny. So I've got one in any of the business. Is that right? Oh, because it's a fun one. Oh, um, okay. You'll have to be very quick. Okay. Just to say, Northampton Town Women Development Team 6, Peterborough 2, have it. Yay! Yay! Fabulous. That. that was well worth it. Got to grab any any it. any win we can over that lot. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, if you're listening to this, by the way, on the day that it comes out, i.e. Tuesday, then you can get up to speed on the game that we're about to play against Carlisle. Mm on Tuesday night by going back and listening to the last week's episode of the preview show. It came out on Thursday. Go and have a listen to it. It was really, really good. Danny had a great chat with uh, Lee. Lee Rooney, is that right? That's From the, the Brunton Blue Bugle podcast. Uh, really good episode. Go and have a listen. Find out how the Carlisle fans are seeing things this season and what they think ahead of the game. Obviously, we thought it was going to be Saturday, so there's a lot of talk of Saturday. But just in your mind, replace the word Saturday with Tuesday and you'll be fine. Uh, and we'll have another preview show for you on Thursday this week as we look ahead to Boxing Day's game away at Mansfield. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you both for being with me and uh, joining in the chat. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Sports Social Podcast Network.